everyone, a friend of the blind guy here. Now, we all know music is powerful, and I absolutely love that my work is in music. And for me, music is a chaotic love, which always makes me go higher and higher and will always set me free from darkness. So, let the chaos reign. And we all know this past year has really left the world torn to pieces and threatened to take it all. But now we can start to breathe again. So, take a deep breath in and come join me in the trenches as I deal with the devil of rock himself, Lee Cackety from US Rocket. How are you, Lee? I love it, man. That's an awesome introduction. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Sweet. For sure, man. Thanks for having It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, you too. You too. Oh, awesome. Okay, so exciting times. So on May 21st, you guys are releasing your sixth studio album, Versatile, which um, is a very, very good title for the album because it... I was listening to the songs that you've released off it so far and Versatile really hits the nail on the head because you guys really uh, brilliantly demonstrate a perfect balance of all these different musical textures that you've put in um, your previous albums, you know, which at the end of the day, you're still a rock band, but you know, the way you put all of these other textures over the top of it is just incredible and the the publicist uh, your publicist said for those who say rock is dead well you guys are proof that there's an afterlife and that kind of sums it up perfectly so first of all how's the response from fans been um so far from the first few songs that you've released incredible you know you're exactly right i mean finally it's here you know i mean the album was set to come out last spring obviously the pandemic changed everything for everyone so you know we had to go back to the drawing board and see what we were going to do you know what's the best what's the best way for the band to do these things you know and and, uh again there's no cliff notes there was no kind of outline how to get through a pandemic none of us ever thought we'd ever go through something like this so you know we were all taking it one day at a time but during that time, we released, you know, four songs and uh, through the course of, of COVID there. And, and the response has been absolutely humbling. I mean, the, the way the fans have kind of received these songs and, and, and used them as a positive message to help get through these tough times. And then, of course, Breathe Again, which is our current single, went number one here in the U.S. So, I mean, it's, just, wow. it's crazy for, for a song to go number one and we haven't even played it once on stage. So it's, it's, it's Ooh, just, awesome. again, a huge a huge compliment to the fans. I mean, obviously our Australian, you know, fans uh, being very supportive, always reaching out on the social media and, and being interactive with us. It's just, it's just exciting now that finally the album's out and, you know, shows are booked and hopefully with shows now in the U S that means we're, you know, we're, we're, we're one step closer to getting back to Australia. Mm, that would be awesome. Cause the last time you came here two years ago, that was Oh, that that was very memorable. That was such. I, I was, when I came to see you guys at Sydney. Oh, that was such a good show. So um, yeah, I'm so, definitely so pumped. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would uh, you say? Like in this album, like you guys have always been um, very much about um, inspiring you know, change and a positive influence on your fans. And 
um, you know, uniting people. It's um, that's been in your music from day one. So, where were your heads at with this album, musically and lyrically? I mean, you hit that on the head, man. I mean, I think back on all those times in my life when life was hard and I didn't know my identity and I was searching. Music was there to help me through. So I always feel like, you know, that message is about paying that forward. You know, there's always that one person, you know, guy or girl, maybe around the world that just needs that extra pick me up. And they don't know where it's going to come from, but they hear that one song and it's like, it becomes clear to them what they need to do, you know, and, and the, the excitement builds, smile builds, and they're like, wow, I'm not alone, you know. So that's always the, 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 the message of unity and to gather people and uh, to, to just send a lot of positive energy out there is always a message that, you know, I'm thinking about, the band's thinking about. So that was certainly on our minds when we got to write it, but also having fun. I mean, there's an element of sometimes making a record that's, that's daunting and it makes it feel like work, you know, and a big part of that is the demo process. Yeah. You know, after you demo, then you got to go, then you got to go find a producer that doesn't know anything about your band. And he's now responsible for recording all these songs, you know, in a matter of two weeks. And, and it's just daunting, man. It's not, there's nothing fun about that. Mm. So this album, you know, I, wa- I wanted to do things different, man. Like we were going to go different producers, wherever the demo energy was, we were going to build on that. So for example, we knew that the demos, we were going to put ourselves in a position that if we recorded anything good in the demo sessions, we could keep it. There's no such thing as a scratch take anymore. It was like, look, if there's something there that, that, that is very organic and natural and it's moving us as band members, then you know what? We want that on the album. We don't yeah. want to try to re-record it with the producer years later or weeks or months later. So when we did that, and, and you hear that on this album, that a lot of these choruses, especially are my first second takes, they're basically the first vocal sessions when these songs were being born. That's what you hear for the first time. And you hear a, just a different swag on my vocal that is, the birth of a melody it's the birth of a chorus the birth of a song you know so yeah. i wanted fans to hear that you know and normally our family members are the only ones the close friends are the ones that get to hear that and then they'll hear the album's done and they'll be like man i still like the demo you know what i mean and it's like dang i think there's something interesting about that yeah. i would lock in what's great about the, the, the demos and you know give our fans an opportunity so once we did that we had more time i mean the, the, the vocal takes were done guess what now we have more time to you know, to play around with guitar tones or, or to, you know, to mess around with the drum tones and, and where we were going to tuck these vocals, you know, instead of turning the vocal up, it was like, hey, let's bury the vocal, turn the guitars up. You know, so yeah. you hear a lot of that metal, that metal influence come out on the heavy stuff and you, you hear that melodic, there's different ways I, I'm taking my vocal. Like, there's even moments on it where it's like, it takes me back to my old poetry clinics, you know, when we'd write poems and you get a lot, even songs like, uh, work and songs like Inferno. I mean, that's just basically spoken word. Those verses yeah. are just me talking. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, you know, it was awesome to kind of take my vocal and do things that I hadn't done before on the previous, take my, take my, uh, take my vocal in different domain and different areas, you know, sonically and, and, you know, even manipulate with different, different tones, effects on the vocal. So it was, it was, it, we were having fun, man. And I think that's key. I think you definitely hear that excitement and that fun element uh, on this album. Oh, definitely. I definitely can tell that. And like the opening track, Let the Chaos Reign, that is just like the perfect way to open that album. And it, it, it's funny because um, listening to it, where it's like a dynamic punch of, you know, rock, but with the hip hop and the real, the, yeah, the, the real hip hop bite to it, you know, like Eminem does. And, um, it really reminded me of um, 
when we spoke two years ago, you know, you told me growing up in Michigan, where it was a very yin yang country, um, you know, as far as uh, uh, state, not country. Um, my bad, I got, people. I got what you meant. Yeah, very yin yang no in music. Um, and, um, you know, I remember you said uh, you were always too white to rap and too black to rock. So, I mean, this song, Let the Chaos Reign, is just the perfect balance of that. And so, yeah, you can definitely tell you're having fun. So, with, yeah. with this album... With this album, have you have you guys approached the music writing a little bit differently to previous albums? Like, I know you've already said um, that you've tried to have fun and, you know, it was a bit more relaxed with the, um, you know, you had a bit more time. But as far as the actual writing of the music, have you guys um, mixed things up a bit differently this time? We did. We did. I mean... A big thing was, again, for me, is I don't like studios because studios cost money. And if, yeah. I don't care if you're going to the bathroom, you're, being, you're on the clock. Yeah. So there, again, there's nothing, there's nothing fun about being creative when it's rushed. You know, you have to be able to just let the ideas come in. When you have a band, I mean, ideas come from all different directions at different times. So you have to be, you know, you have to be willing to let people be creative on their own terms, you know? So this was a big part. We didn't want one producer. We had multiple producers. If the demo of one song was, was, was taking shape in one area. Then we brought the band to that spot. And then another demo was taking shape in this particular area. Then we brought the band there. You know, we didn't bring the songs to us in one spot and try to re-record it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You know what, when I think mm. about it on paper, you know, so after that, then, you know, uh, I was a big home studio guy. Like I, I don't want the lab. I don't need, that's the one thing fans don't get, like rock and roll. They, what's it like being a rock star? You guys are all successful in that. Oh, well, we'll get, I'll tell you what it's like. It's still about living blue collar. It's still about eating bologna sandwiches. It's still mm. about being the janitors of the music business. Like there's, we work on holidays and we work on the weekdays, on the weekends. Man, we, this is what rock bands do. This is what yeah. a modern rock star is now. It's, it's a guy yeah. that, it's a musician that knows it has to grind. You know, yeah. we don't get the luxuries. It's like the hip hop and the country and the EDM and those kind of other genres that seem to be uh, uh, the popular ones at the moment. You know, it's like we, we, we got it. We got to grind for everything we get in this, in this genre. So yeah. it's like we want we wanted to we wanted to the house studio. You know, I don't need that. I don't need that fancy chair and couch or that crazy new instrument to, or that computer to record on. Just give me a guy and give me the band in, a, in, in somebody's house. And then it feels more like a like a tour bus. It feels more like what our real world is. Yeah. Not pretty. It's not glamorous. You know, I mean, we take showers at truck stops, man. That's how you go. That's what touring life is. We don't take yeah. showers in lavish hotels. I don't care if I was worth bazillions. I wouldn't be. I don't need no fancy hotel, man. Just give me the dang truck stop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's how we grew up. That's how we grew up. You know? Very nice. Oh, awesome. Okay. So with um the pandemic and everything in the the past year how has how has covid affected this album like was there a real direction for this album before the pandemic hit or did the pandemic shape this album no it was all written before the pandemic so it definitely didn't the pandemic didn't shape it but it did shape it as far as the release of it you know yeah. so we, we we were set to 
start our spring tour. The album was pretty much done before they shut down Los Angeles. We did everything in California. You know? So we're out in LA and, and uh, I think we maybe had two, two songs left. And I think I had that last vocal session then. And I was, I think the song was human nature, to be honest, you know, that was the last one. And then, uh, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't even know if that was going to make the record at the time. You know, I, I just did a couple takes and a lot, I mean, they were good takes, don't get me wrong, but I, I was like, oh, I'll probably have to come back and redo that. But, you know, once the producer did his magic and got it all dialed in, it sounded awesome. I was like, damn, man, this, this could, this could fit the record. You know, there's nothing else on the album quite like this song and human nature is very appropriate. It's again about the message, you know, like the human nature is like, sometimes I feel like we're all looking for that savior or that, that guidance. And, you know, it's just a part of our human nature, you know, until we find it, people are lost. Once you find that identity, whether it's, whether it's religion, whether it's politics, whether it's parents, whether it's a counselor, like once you find like a purpose, you know, you, you can help others. But if you're not, if you don't know who you are, it's hard to help someone else, you know? So, yeah. you know, it was, that message was kind of, it was an awesome way to end it. But then we got back home and, you know, we thought COVID would last only a month or two. Next thing you know, the mixing and mastering we had to do kind of via email and, and, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like uh, FaceTime and stuff like that. So that, I mean, it definitely, it definitely was not fun, you know? I mean, normally mm -hmm. I like being there in the room and, and doing all that, but, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of, again, just like the rock star, just like yeah. a modern day rock star, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay. So in the, in the past two years in particular, because like, um, when I, a lot of people I've been talking to, you know, we, we've all agreed that pre-COVID is just like a completely different, you know, lifetime. It just really does seem like years ago, a hundred years ago or something um, because of, you know, how different the world is now. So I was thinking how... How have you guys grown as people and musicians, especially in the past year? Like, yeah, how is that really? Um, because, yeah, I, I know you, as you said, you're a hardworking blue collar band and obviously that's ne never going to change. But has, has the past year kind of really um, pushed forward your growth as a band and people? Well, the, the right answer is I have no clue. I haven't been around my band members in a year, you know, so I don't, oh, yeah. I can't speak for them. You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know that my band members are professionals though. And I know that we've been together. It's our 20th year anniversary. So I know mm. that I know I can speak for all them that they've been, they've been, they've been ready and hungry to get back as well. You know, they're just as excited as I am in their own way to play new music, you know? So I think where we've grown this year is, is, uh, it's off the stage, right? Like, I yeah. mean, you got to get jobs. You got to figure out how to hustle. I mean, um, again, modern day rock star knows how to hustle. You got you to know where you can fit in and make a little extra here, make a little extra there. So now, you know, before COVID, everyone's afraid to not play because you don't know what you're going to do. But now, you know, for certain band members, I mean, they, they, they don't have to be afraid of that. Now, when they come home and we're off for a month or two, they can go get a side gig and get some money while we're off. You know, I mean, it's not so much just about making money. It's like, there's a boredom when you play as many shows as we do in pop people. Uh, we don't know what to do when we're off because we're always yeah. working. So, you know, a sense of boredom gets something to do. So I think it's probably affected us more uh, as human beings rather than musicians. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Well now Lee, I reckon it's time we get exclusive. Just me and you and all of the like listeners, it. of course. So what would you say an exclusive fun fact is about yourself? 
It's a great, great question. I think of something fun recently since COVID, I've been able to get back into my sports card roots. Yeah. So COVID, with, with COVID, we had the sports card boom. So, you know, so I had a little extra time. I was go, able to go back to that, that maybe eight-year-old me and go back to some of that old card collection and see, see if I had anything worth something, you know? And so it's been fun to kind of chase that and with all the young kids in the family, nieces, nephews, all that. It's been fun to kind of teach them about the hobby and, and, uh, you know, put my mind, put some focus on some sports rather than, you know, music, give myself a little break from music. Cause obviously when we get back, it's going to be full speed to go music, 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 you know? Yeah. That's been cool. That's a fun fact. That is very fun. Oh, awesome. Okay. Now it's time for my absolute favorite question. And of course yep. we can all guess which one that is. That's right. People it's what the F time. <laughs> Well, I'm not a crook. So, Lee, you've had some pretty incredible experiences over, you know, the past 20 years. But which one really makes you go, what the F? It's a good question, man. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have anything that sticks out that's like, you know, falling off stage or anything wild. But you know what? I think the biggest one that I think the fans would be interested to hear is, how about that what the fuck moment then when we first came to Australia? Because for yeah. so long, it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I know I could think back a few years back, giving up asking about it. It's like, I get it. We're probably not going to go, you know. And finally, you know, like you said, a couple of years ago, getting that call and getting it to the show's book, it was like a what the F? Is this really happening? You know, pinch yourself. Like, we're actually going to Australia to see our fans. But it was just absolutely incredible. Like you said, that first show in Sydney, I mean, again, the human element, you don't ever think you're going to see that stuff, you know, yeah. probably just like most of these fans listening, don't ever think they'll see New York City or, 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 or Los Angeles, you know, it was just, it was just so cool to not only see and learn about Australia and the culture, but to see and meet our fans, to see the faces, to see the smiles, to see the horns in the sky, pretty yeah. special, I'll never forget it, never forget it, man, one of the coolest moments ever. Oh, yeah, definitely, I'll never forget it either. Okay, well... That. I've got one more question left. Um, so, unfortunately, we do have to wrap this. It has been an absolute joy talking to you again. But we'll leave it Thank with, you. for all of your fans listening, what would you like to say to us all? That's a great one. I'd like to say, start off by thanking them during COVID to just stand with us, man. All the comments on the social media streams and platforms, seeing you guys reach out has really kept, it's kept us inspired, man. It's kept us strong kept me focused that you know this is this is the right path like we got to be out there and fight the fight through these tough times for our fans you know so i just can't think of my, i mean it's probably going to be emotional the next time we're in australia there and i play but it's going to be we've all been through so much so to see everybody back especially singing these new songs it, it means it means everything to us it means the world to me and the band it's just incredible thank you i hope everyone's being safe hope everything's starting to kind of get back to normal and we, you know we you know, uh, obviously, make sure you pick up this new album. Definitely got to do the selfless yep. plug on that. Versatile everywhere, you know, this week. And, and uh, you know, keep pushing, fighting the fight, talking to the people you need to be. Get us back to Australia, man. All, all the talk, all the reference, all the requests, all makes a difference. Your local stations, all over the, the, the streaming platforms, you know, request, 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 pop evil. And, and uh, yep. we're going to do our part here to do the same and fight to get back to Australia. And, uh, and so we can all party and hang out and grow, grow the fan base uh, one day at a time, but just remember, you guys listening right now, you guys are among the first fans there in Australia, 
and you guys mean so much to us. So thank you so much for everything. And I uh, can't wait to see everybody healthy and safe uh, here in the new year, hopefully by 2022. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. Again, it has been an absolute joy and hopefully we can catch up again soon. I can't wait, man. Thank you again for having me and hopefully we'll be doing it in person sooner than later. Sweet. Look forward to it. Thanks, G- Thanks Lee. See ya.